Hello and welcome back to Wellness Weekly. I'm Rachel Kukuchi. And I'm Brock Lutz. And today we are here with Dustin Flores. He is a counselor at our Health and Wellness Center. Dustin, can you give us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so I... Um I went to college at uh, Huntington University, uh, and that's mm-hmm. where I got my bachelor's degree in Bible and religion, um, and graduated in 2011. Uh, I worked a bunch of different jobs uh, in between, um, and then when I was uh, 27, uh, in 2016, I decided to um, go back and get my master's degree in social work uh, with the ultimate goal of becoming uh, a therapist. So. Awesome. And you've been here for about a year and a half with us, so what has it been like thus far to be doing what you're doing at Hillsdale? Yeah, well, uh, honestly, it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, a number of people ask me uh, repeatedly, actually, and I, and I keep telling them, and I, I always do this thing where I sort of like pause and kind of take a breath, and then I look them square in the face and I say, it's it's the best job I've ever mm. had in my life and the best place I could imagine myself wow. being. And uh, sometimes I think they look at me like, you're, you're supposed to say that, aren't you? Right? You know, <laughs> students ask me or whatever. Yeah. And I say, no, I, this is, that's mm. honestly true. I think it's a really good fit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good. What makes it a really good fit? Your personality with Hillsdale or the specifics of the job? Yeah, um, it's, it's a good question. Uh, I remember in the interview process talking to um, the dean team and, and the student affairs staff, and I don't remember who it was actually that, that said this, but um, it, was, it was either Miss um, uh, Ms. Phillip or, or uh, Ms. Dell who, who said, we want somebody here who doesn't just want to be a nine to five counselor. We want somebody who wants to be invested in the students' lives mm-hmm. um, outside of that and beyond that. And, and I, I just knew then that this, this was the place for yeah. me. And that has turned out to be true again and again. And then the types of conversations that we have around here also just fit inherently with my interests and personality mm-hmm. as well. So it works. So can you give yeah. me some examples of what that beyond nine to five counseling looks like for you? Yeah. I mean, getting, getting meals, getting coffee, um, just kind of, uh, sometimes I'm doing right counseling kind of mental health work. Other times it's a bit more of just kind of mentoring or mm-hmm. friendship, just kind of talking and, and getting to know people and helping them think through their lives. That's my favorite thing. That's why I do this job. Yeah. yeah. And what is your area of specialty that you can, you know, we have you here for a reason, kind of discuss beforehand. So if you could tell our audience now what that is. Okay. Um, yes. So I, I mean, I, I generally work in a lot of different areas, but uh, I focus a lot on ADHD or work with students who, who have ADHD because it is um, a fairly significant uh, issue on campus. Um, but also I've spent a lot of time on my own researching it and trying to understand it mm-hmm. because I also have ADHD. So it's, I'm working from the inside. So a, a lot of times we we use terms that, that we kind of, I think, take for granted. You know, we, we say uh, that person's an addict or that person has ADHD or is suffering with anxiety, um, but we may not always actually understand what those things mean. So we're going to be good Hillsdaleans here and define our terms before mm-hmm. we start talking about it. But honestly, what what is ADHD and what are the, the symptoms? Uh, how is it maybe different from something like ADD? And how does someone know that that's actually what they might be struggling with? Mm, yeah. Uh, no, that's a really good question. I, I like taking the Hillsdalean Socratic approach and defining our terms. So um, mm-hmm. ADHD, right? Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, uh, which are four long words that are basically <laughs> getting at um, 
basic some so a disorder in the brain chemistry uh, with regard to a number of different areas of uh, mostly executive functioning, right? So things like motivation, uh, things like organization skills or short-term memory, uh, things like actually even our <laughs> ability to uh, interact with time, uh, meaning mm -hmm. kind of our internal clocks work a little bit differently mm -hmm. uh, than the average internal clock, right? Uh, and also obviously right, uh, dealing with hyperactivity, inattention, um, or, or rather attention regulation. So when we talk about attention regulation, uh, we're not saying that uh, people with ADHD can't focus, right? It's that they can't manage or control their focus in the same way that a non-ADHD brain can, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's like some, some people have described it like a, a TV that's in front of you. Somebody else has the remote control and they're hitting the clicker, right? Mm -hmm. uh, really, really fast. And, and you have no control over it. It's just happening in front of you and you're trying to deal with it, right? Um, and so... Uh, that's one thing that we're always trying to manage. Uh, and then motivation is, is a big one, right? Uh, the brain chemistry that interacts with executive functioning is directly connected to motivation. And so that affects a lot of students on campus uh, and leads to some misconceptions here and there. Hmm. You, you just did this a bit, but how, how does some of those diagnostic things get played out on campus in classes, in relationships, like specifically, what are some of those kind of things? Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Uh, one of the symptoms I didn't mention that, that's quite common, and, and I have this conversation a lot, is emotional dysregulation, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't actually find that in the DSM, but it it is, and, and all of the research supports that it is um, uh, a typical symptom. So what does that mean? Well, people with ADHD experience the same emotions that everybody experiences them, but generally at higher levels of intensity mm -hmm. and more often, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, we, we kind of have can, maybe a mental picture of uh, s smaller children with ADHD. They might get really yeah. angry really quick, right? Mm -hmm. or, or might just kind of burst into tears uh, at something that doesn't seem like they should be bursting mm -hmm. into tears, with, right? right. Um, and so that plays out on into adulthood. And so a lot of our students, um, you asked about relationships in particular, right? That comes into play, right? Uh, picture having relationships with people where you, f you feel uh, d the disappointment, right, when somebody doesn't seem like they're caring enough or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you feel that disappointment like twice as much as, you know, the person next to you, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, or, uh, and that applies, like I said, to a number of different emotions. Um, and then obviously the motivation uh, comes into play a lot. Uh, this is this school uh, puts a lot of pressure on students, which is good. Yeah. It helps them to become stronger. But uh, also, uh, when you already struggle with motivation and then you build up uh, 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 mountains of pressure, uh, it can sort of lead to uh, paralysis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, freezing, right? Mm -hmm. Students um, kind of putting off work, avoiding work, not because they are uh, deciding right, that they're lazy or deciding that they don't care or that mm -hmm. they don't respect their professors or anything like that, but because every time they think literally think about working on their paper or whatever it is, like they feel immense pain mm. and just try to flee from that pain, which is mm. what a lot of us would do. Right? So we talked about relationally, how should someone who does not have ADHD interact, especially if their friend tells them, I'm diagnosed with ADHD, I'm taking medication or taking these steps for it, but how can we be better 
other people be better members of community and serve them knowing those things? That's a great question. So you know that part in the Gospels where uh, uh, St. Peter asks Jesus uh, how often uh, he should forgive, right? <laughs> what does he tell him? <laughs> 490. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yes, 490. <laughs> nice that nice was math. impressive. Yeah, yeah, I like that, right? Uh, I would say that that's the number one thing mm-hmm. that people who love others who have ADHD can do, right? Mm-hmm. Is to try to understand, to try, right? This is the hardest part, right? Especially in a romantic relationship, right? Is to not take the things personally, right? Mm-hmm. To normally we assign meaning, right? To, to let's say an average non ADHD person, that when they don't show up to things consistently, we, we take that to mean, oh, they probably just aren't as into this as I am, right? Mm-hmm. With an ADHD person, that could legitimately not be true. They might be super into it, and their brain literally just blocked that the fact that you had mm. date tonight <laughs> out of their oh, brain, no. and they didn't show up. No, that's mm. happened. Uh, and <laughs> oh, uh, no. and so that type of thing, right? Trying to not assign too much personal meaning to those things, or at least mm-hmm. trying to understand and ask them questions uh, and forgive, hopefully, as we all mm-hmm. should be trying to do. So. Earlier, you mentioned that there are some misperceptions of ADHD. I think you talked about laziness. Mm-hmm. What, what are, what are other things that, that we are, that are kind of myths about ADHD or, uh, the, or culturally just things that we, we think about it that actually really isn't true. Um, so that's a, a very good question, Brock. I'd like to talk about the, the laziness misconception a little bit, right? Because it's complex, right? And I have this conversation with, with every student I work with on ADHD. I, I work with a lot individually, and I also lead a group um, where we work on some of these skills. And one of the first questions, questions I ask them is, is it possible for people with ADHD to be lazy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and usually they sort of pause, which is good, right? They're trying to really think that through. Uh, and the obvious answer is yes, right? Because when we say lazy, there's a moral component to that, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about a choice that we're making with regard right, to, to our responsibilities, right? Um, but I, I try to get them thinking about that, one, because most of us are, right, have been accused of laziness our entire life when sometimes that word might have applied, when there was kind of a a moral failing, right? But definitely sometimes where it didn't. Sometimes where there was active effort being put in, but the brain was literally blocking the effort and not allowing the things to come to fruition, Mm -hmm. whatever the responsibilities were, right? Mm -hmm. And so I try to get them thinking about that. And so we basically try to focus on this this effort, right? Uh, And this choice. What are you doing? If you can't get yourself to sit down and write the paper because there's a number of blocks, can you at least schedule some homework time with a friend, right? Can you at least uh, come talk to a counselor? Can you show up to ADHD group, right? What are you doing to try to tackle the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Because that means you're not being lazy, right? Um, As opposed to are you just succeeding at the paper or not? And that's our definition of lazy, right? Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't work, at least in this case case. You're listening to Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 11.7 FM, and we're currently talking with Hillsdale College counselor Dustin Flores about ADHD. Can we talk a little bit more about things that people can do to try to counteract that, whether they are diagnosed with ADHD or just maybe have a sense? Because I've had some friends before who have a sense that they have ADHD and haven't gone through the process, but want to react to that and Mm -hmm. try to treat it. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a number of things, right? This is kind of what I'm working with, with working on with people regularly. Um, The number one thing that I've been pushing has been, uh, I I just call it externalization, right? Mm. Uh, Trying to get as many brain tasks 
outside of your prefrontal cortex as possible, right? So what does that look like? That looks like putting everything in your phone or a notebook, and I mean everything, right? You should see my to-do list. It has ridiculous things that no normal per person puts on a to-do list, okay? In fact, I won't show you, I'm embarrassed, okay? Uh, right, uh, everything in your calendar, right? Personal mm -hmm. things, professional things, everything, right? Uh, and so, <clears throat> creating, I mean, most of us uh, uh, in the group call them our, our brains, right? Or our second brain, right? Mm -hmm. That's 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 what you need, actually, right? It, it's something to record these things because your brain just simply doesn't have the ability, generally speaking, to hold the, all of that information mm -hmm. and pull it up uh, as necessary. Um, and so externalizing in that way, and then another big one I am trying to get people to do all of the time uh, is to um, attach their tasks to other people, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody knows everybody knows that if you want to work out you find a workout buddy right like and it mm -hmm. and something it just works right i set my alarm for 7 a.m and when i know my workout buddy's not coming i snooze for an hour right yeah. i set my alarm at 7 a.m and when i know he's on his way i like pop out of bed i'm like i don't know something changes in my brain right mm -hmm. and that applies to all of us of course but for people with adhd it is it's necessary right that i will just not do exercise <laughs> unless i can attach it mm -hmm. to another person right mm -hmm. and and i'm trying to get students to do that with their homework as well, right? And hopefully non-annoying ways, right? But to find mm -hmm. their friends who are a bit more diligent, who, who do fine with like, I'm gonna sit down at this time in the library and I'm gonna work on my homework. And to just, hey, can I just plan to come with you then? And would you maybe be okay reminding me or something? And mm -hmm. uh, most friends are fine with that as long as they're not distracting them while they're trying to do their own homework, right? Um, and just having that set as a meeting in their mind and hopefully in their calendar, uh, then you they just go, right? And they work mm -hmm. in a, whereas before they were playing video games. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I had a student several years ago. I, I often encourage students with ADHD to get curious about mm. study. You know, yeah. like be aware of it. Mm -hmm. you, when when do you work the best? When mm -hmm. do you not? And and those kind of things, which has actually led to some interesting conversations. I've I've had students who study from five a.m. Mm -hmm. until eight a.m. Mm -hmm. because there's just less stimuli, mm -hmm. so they can focus better. Uh, I've had students who uh, who will rotate this. The idea of this drives me crazy. But will will rotate subjects every fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh, I feel like I couldn't every, get into anything. And, and it I totally worked. get it. And and and, really? and and would actually get them excited. Yep. So are there things like that that if there are people listening who are like, you know, maybe I'm in that spectrum mm -hmm. somewhere or have been diagnosed that you say. Th th these are some other individual things that I think you know as far as. Um, practically while you're studying that could be helpful. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to capitalize on the different subject every 15 minutes thing, right? So novelty, right, is something that that, st mm. that stimulates our brain. So, mm. right, a, a fundamental difference between an ADHD brain and not ADHD, ADHD brain is dopamine dysregulation, right? Mm -hmm. And dopamine is sort of the reward system in the brain that rewards you for doing things theoretically that you should be doing or mm. that are good for the brain. Um, and so this applies though broadly to everyone because we're all dealing with dopamine when we're mm -hmm. trying to study or trying to do responsibilities, right? And uh, novelty is is one of the ways that we stimulate that reward and stimulate that dopamine. And so just changing subjects every 15 minutes mm -hmm. is a great idea, but I'm always trying to get students to think creatively about things like that, right? Things that, that make things a bit more new. Mm -hmm. Things that, um, the word that they'll use sometimes is gamify, right? To gamify mm -hmm. their homework, to sort mm -hmm. of reward themselves. Uh, I, I have students, oh, what did he tell me he does? I think it's like they're in lane 
and they'll work for like 25 minutes or maybe 45 minutes, right? And then they walk to AJ's, right? Go get a snack or something. And then they go back and they repeat, right? Through Mm -hmm. the evening. And that like, and it's not perfect, Mm -hmm. right? You you say they're wasting time walking to AJ's. Actually, they're helping themselves Mm -hmm. to be able to use the other time productively, right? Mm -hmm. And they're getting papers done that way. And so anything that sort of falls in that that uh, novelty category or kind of just stimulation generally, I often tell my students with ADHD like to listen to music, right? While they're doing mm-hmm. it, uh, doing their homework, right? To, to, to sit in AJ's, right? If so, now that's a, a dangerous one. We'll, we'll kind of, we have to figure that out individually, but some people uh, like myself, actually, I write papers better when I'm sitting in a really busy room where I don't really know everybody mm-hmm. and don't need to talk to everybody, but everybody's around and it's just kind of energetic, you yeah. know? And so I can sit there and write for hours that way. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have students do that. Some students get so distracted that we don't have them do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they work in their room or they work in the, you know, yeah, I would get distracted. Yeah. But yeah. they need to figure out what works yes. individually for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Getting right. curious, like you said. Yep. yep. I like also that idea of walking to AJ's and breaking things up. I know for me personally, I don't like staying in the same place for more than a couple hours. And sometimes I, it's good if I have longer stretches of study time because I can get into the papers or the longer mm-hmm. reading, but I need to break it up somehow. Mm-hmm. So if I have like a four hour block in the middle of the day, I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to spend half of this at a coffee shop and half mm-hmm. of this at the library, yeah. something like that just mm-hmm. to... It makes me feel like, okay, I can get these accomplishments done in this space. Right. And then I'm moving on to the next thing. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you start feeling yourself getting slower. Right. As that space drags on. Yeah. Time right. in the same space drags on, I should say. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Uh, another one just popped in my head while you were saying that is um, to be creative with to-do lists. So a lot of, of, I mean, this is applies to a lot of people, but especially students with ADHD that I work with, like, like get extreme reward from crossing things off of a to-do list, right? <laughs> like we all, we, a lot of us get that, right? So, I write things on a to-do list that I've already done. Yes. Just yes. so, so that I can cross them off. So I'm like, if it's a busy day, I get halfway through the day without even writing my to-do list. And mm. I'm like, okay, the four things I've already done, yeah, first right. going to write those right. down and check them off. Yeah. So you're actually touching on exactly what yeah. I'm getting at, right? So mm. using momentum to your advantage is mm. a big one, right? Your brain responds to that. Even if you know, right, okay, I already did this thing. I'm sort of mm-hmm. cheating, right? It knows that, <laughs> or it can respond to that positively and get you to work on some of the other mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, but another big one, well, one is to make it as visible as possible. I put it on my big whiteboard in my house. But um, this has been a big one I've been working on because, the the toughest battle with ADHD is is often not so much the focus but the shame that comes mm-hmm. from and and that shame that compounds right mm-hmm. and it comes from sort of consistently failing or or if you're comparing yourself to others which most of us do right consistently realizing that everybody else's brain seems to work better and mine doesn't right uh, that, that we, we develop this kind of mountains of shame that end up, again, hurting our motivation, end up telling us from the beginning that we shouldn't even try that type of thing. And so what I try to get them to do with the to-do list is to, to, to write a to-do list and not make it, this is the thi- these are the things I have to get done today, but these are my options to do today, right? Mm-hmm. So the uncrossed things don't matter. They don't affect the situation. I have all these options and I can do any of them. And what am I doing then? For the rest of the day, I'm allowing kind of my flow of focus that wants to jump around and mm-hmm. do some different things. Yeah. Might want to take care of the smaller, less important things first, but it does it, right? Build some momentum. And I, I find that I get way more done that way. And the students I've been having do that as well mm-hmm. uh, are actually more productive wh- just by shifting like, what the list is, mm. right? The philosophy of the to-do list, essentially, something like that. Yeah. yeah. At, at health services, 
I, we talk ad nauseum about whole person kind of perspective and different things. And, um, and you mentioned one that I think is important is relationships, which I also think breaks that shame piece, mm. you know, mm. or can mm -hmm. if, if people feel comfortable expressing a struggle with someone else, boy, that could really, um, what about other, other parts of, of that component? You know, how are things like sleep or exercise or food, um, or like the mental side of people, their perspective, um, how are those things affected by ADHD? So, um, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, dopamine regulation is one of, it's not the only aspect or what's going on in the brain with ADHD, but it's, it's kind of the primary one. And so, uh, things like exercise, diet, and sleep are vital to that, actually, to any type of um, brain chemistry regulation. And so I'm often trying to get my students to make sure they're doing ideally cardio exercise, but really any sort of exercise is good, mm -hmm. but to get their, their heart beating, uh, 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 fast multiple times per week, right. Um, to be eating obviously healthy diets. What does that mean? Right. We, we can discuss that forever, but I'm always trying to make sure they're getting, um, uh, healthy fats and protein, especially. Um, and then, uh, sleep, right. Is an obvious one, right. It's just trying to make sure to get as much as possible. Uh, it tends to be a symptom of ADHD that you resist going to bed. Actually, uh, most people that I know, uh, struggle with that, but getting as much as possible, um, is vital for, again, the brain chemistry. If someone is struggling, what would you recommend that they do? Like if someone were listening to this and they thought that actually really describes me, but I'm not really sure what to do. What would you recommend? Yeah. I mean, so I would say that, that they should ask themselves a question first, right? So a lot of people experience the things I'm talking about, but function just fine, right? Mm -hmm. And whenever we're talking about mental health and anything with mental health, we're asking the question, is it affecting your functioning level? If you're functioning fine, right? Look up some good executive functioning skills tips on Google and, and, and put them into place, right? But if you feel like you're, you're like not getting papers done, you're worried about failing out, something like that, where it's affecting your functioning, uh, definitely come down to the health center, uh, email uh, Brock or myself or one of the other counselors and uh we we'll kind of chat and see if we can help out from there so. sounds great thank you so much for your time dustin thanks dustin it's a pleasure you've been listening to wellness weekly on radio free hillsdale 11.7 fm tune in next week to hear Lindsay pierce talk about stress and anxiety <laughs>